DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher was ordained in 1979 as a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He obtained his doctorate from the Gregorian University, and he has dedicated many years to an extensive ministry of retreats, spiritual direction, and teaching about the spiritual life. Father Gallagher is the author of seven books published by the Crossroad Publishing Company on the spiritual teaching of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the life of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Father Gallagher is featured on the EWTN series, Living the Discerning Life. Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome back, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. In our previous episode, we were introduced to the understanding of a colloquy. And you used the examples of Thomas Merton and uh, the pondering, the contemplating, the, the meditation on the Annunciation of Our Lady and uh, to Our Lady. It, where should we be proceeding now in the prayer? And we're speaking of the colloquy now, which, as we said last time, simply means conversation or to speak with, um, most literally. We're speaking of that because we're moving through the elements of the method of praying with Scripture, whether through meditation or contemplation, as St. Ignatius gives that method. And we've arrived now at the concluding part of the prayer, so that if I'm praying for half an hour with a Scripture, we're talking now probably about, I don't want to get too mathematical, but just to be clear, probably about the last three or four minutes, let's say, of of that time of prayer. And St. Ignatius counsels on how we gently and richly transition out of the time of prayer and to what follows. And this is what leads St. Ignatius to speak about what he calls the colloquy, which is actually, it's kind of saving the best for last, because this is the really deep point of the prayer. As we said last time, this is when As we pray, we move spontaneously from reflecting on a scripture, blessed are the poor in spirit and its meaning, or imaginative activity, to direct address. Our hearts just filled now with what we have taken in from the word. Our hearts now reply. Our hearts spontaneously begin to speak to God. And when that happens, we have entered that holy ground of the colloquy, which is the deep place where heart speaks to heart in prayer. Mm-hmm. Just to be a, a little more specific about this. Um, so let's say a person is meditating on that first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit. And as he's doing this and understands how in spirit adds an attitude of the heart to a concrete situation of simply not having a lot of things materially speaking, And this person finds his heart longing for that, uh, drawn to live that kind of gospel simplicity in the midst of his vocation, as a married man will say. And finding his heart desiring this, just without giving any thought to this, finds himself speaking to the Lord, Lord, open my heart to that poverty and spirit. Help me to live that more richly. Guide me to live with that kind of gospel simplicity. I want more of that in my life, Lord. 
Please be with me with your grace. And that's what we mean when we say that we move from reflection in this case to direct address. We just spontaneously begin to speak to the Lord. Or if a person is contemplating the storm at sea, and here's the disciple there in the boat with the, the, the water pouring in and the wind howling, and the danger of, of, of swamping and drowning, and that terrified prayer, Lord, save us, we are perishing. And this person just finds herself, let's say, uh, making that prayer to the Lord. Lord, help me. I feel like I'm perishing. These things that are happening in my family or with my health or financially in my life right now. And the person just begins to, to speak to the Lord. Now, it's obvious that colloquies of this kind can arise at any point in the prayer. Uh, what we've called the body of the prayer. Once I've gone through those simple introductory steps and in that half hour or 20 minutes, I've been reflecting or imagining the, the, the gospel text. And whenever they do arise, then here I'd say almost more than anywhere else, Ignatius counsel that where my heart is finding what it's seeking, there I will rest until my heart is satisfied. Once I've entered into that speaking with God, then I should feel very free just to leave aside all the reflecting or imaginative activity and just let my heart speak to the Lord as long as my heart desires to do that. This kind of heart-to-heart conversation with the Lord really has primacy over everything else in the prayer. And that's why I say, in a sense, it's at this point that Ignatius now speaks about the deepest center of our prayer. Eventually, the colloquy will conclude. I'll, I'll have said what right now my heart has to say to the Lord. And then very gently, I can resume the reflecting or the imagining activity of whether it's meditation or contemplation. Having said that, Ignatius also counsels us to gently move toward colloquy as we move into the final minutes of our prayer. So if it is the half hour with scripture, as I sense that I'm moving into the final minutes and I'll be concluding the prayer uh, within a few minutes, rather than simply continue the reflection or the imaginative activity right up to the last moment of the prayer and then get up and go, you can feel that that's a little bit, uh, how would you say, it's a little bit harsh is the best word I can come up with. That's a little too strong. But, uh-huh. but it doesn't really reflect the need of the heart. Hearts need to to move out of Uh, communion more gently than that. And so what Ignatius suggests is, as I'm aware now that the final minutes are here, I consciously choose at this point to relinquish the reflecting and the imagining, and I just let my heart speak freely with the Lord, with whatever is in my heart. The way Ignatius says it is that a colloquy, he says, is properly made by speaking as one friend speaks to another or a servant to his master. Uh, we could add as a as, as a daughter to her father, as one who loves to the one by whom he and she knows to be loved, and and so on. Um, that we let we let the final minutes of the prayer gently be filled with speaking to the Lord, and in that way we conclude the prayer. Mm. Now Saint Ignatius gives a final, a very simple. Uh, counsel on how to conclude the colloquy itself. 
by suggesting that we conclude the entirety, the, both the colloquy and at the same time the entirety of the half an hour of prayer by saying in our Father. Now, he repeats this counsel very often in his spiritual exercises and never explains it. He simply invites us to do it. But I think with just a very little bit of thought, we can see how appropriate that is. Uh, On the simplest level, I suppose, the Our Father creates a conscious transition from the the freer activity, the unstructured activity of the meditation or contemplation and the time to follow. It's a very concrete way of moving from the one space to the other. At the same time, like the colloquy, the Our Father is direct address. The Our Father is speaking directly to God so that it will flow very naturally out of the speaking that has already preceded in the colloquy itself. And then, as a number of the Church Fathers, people like St. Augustine, St. Cyprian, and others, point out that really everything that our hearts can ever say to God is said in the words of the Our Father, so that it's, it's almost a natural and rich conclusion to any conversation or colloquy or speaking with God. So those are the elements of the method. In um, the past conversations and in these first minutes of our conversation today, that's really what we've done. We've gone through the various elements of the simple, flexible, and very, very usable methods that St. Ignatius teaches for praying with Scripture. It might be useful for us at this point to pull all the elements together in a concrete example. I'll suggest for that that um, we use the text of the blind beggar Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. And that text is familiar to us. Uh, Jesus is with a crowd of people and comes out of the walls of the city of Jericho. And there by the roadside, is a blind beggar Bartimaeus who sits there habitually begging for his sustenance. Here's the commotion, asks the bystanders, learns that it's Jesus of Nazareth, and starts shouting out repeatedly, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd tries to silence him, but he just simply cries out all the louder. And Jesus hears the cry, stops, and says to the crowd, call him. And they come to him and say, take heart, he is calling you. And he stands before Jesus, and then Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Which is quite a question uh, Mm -hmm. to hear from the Lord. And he answers from his heart, Master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus uh, heals him, and his faith uh, makes him whole, His, his, his strong faith in Jesus, power to heal him, and he follows Jesus as his disciple along the way. So we'll say that this is the scripture that I've chosen for my prayer this day. And I rise, I get everything in order, and I enter into the 20 minutes, the half hour, that I usually dedicate to prayer with scripture in my room, in a quiet place at home, or maybe for another one of us who goes to daily mass, I get there 20 minutes, a half hour early, or I stay after, at lunchtime, or in the evening. I've I've reached now the, uh, we'll say 20 minutes, that I'm going to spend praying with this text. St. Ignatius invites us to cross the threshold into the prayer by considering the love with which God our Lord looks upon me.
for the space of time it would take to say in Our Father. So that's how I begin. I just lift up my heart in awareness of the Lord's presence to me and the deep, infinite love that I see in his eyes and his eagerness to be with me. And immediately my prayer becomes relationship. It becomes what prayer most deeply is. With my heart now aware of the Lord's presence and the Lord's love for me, I pick up the scripture and I probably read through it slowly and attentively just to get it fresh in my consciousness so that I can enter with full awareness of its content into either reflection, if I'm going to meditate on it, or imagining if I'm going to contemplate it. Having done that, I imaginatively enter into the place of the scripture. I compose myself, Ignatius says, in the place of the scripture. So perhaps I'm standing there not far from Bartimaeus, and I see the Palestinian landscape probably filled with with sunlight, the walls of the city, the road, the crowds of people, Jesus. And as I'm doing this, as I'm imaginatively becoming aware of this backdrop, I'm entering more deeply now into the scripture. I'm preparing myself more deeply to meditate or contemplate. And then very simply, I ask God for the grace that I desire in this prayer. Maybe it's something in my heart today. Maybe it's something that speaks to me from the, from the scripture already, that I feel that there are areas in my life in which I just am unable to see clearly. And like Bartimaeus, I want to ask the Lord, Master, let me receive my sight. I lift up my heart, expressing, asking of the Lord the grace that I desire in this prayer. Now, those simple preparatory steps have probably taken just a few minutes. What, three or four minutes maybe at the most? And now I am utterly free to enter into the body of the prayer. And we'll say that uh, I'm going to contemplate this prayer today. And I'm there by Bartimaeus' side as I watch him and hear him cry out from a deep place in his heart, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me over and over again. And perhaps as I hear him make that prayer, that prayer begins to resound in my own heart. And now it's my prayer. And actually, to put it in Ignatius' terms, I've already entered into a colloquy. Now I'm making that prayer to the Lord. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Conscious maybe of failures in my life, conscious of ways in which I find myself less than I would want to be before the Lord, less than I would want to be as I live my vocation, less able to love than I would want to be. And all of this wells up in my heart And from my own heart now, this prayer, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, comes up over and over again. This is where Ignatius will say to me, in the place where I am finding what I am seeking, there I will rest without anxiety to go forward until my heart is satisfied. Maybe this day I never get past that. My whole prayer is is lifting up Bartimaeus' prayer to the Lord with something of Bartimaeus' own sense of hope in his helplessness, with some sense that what I cannot do and feel helpless to do, you, Lord, can do, and and you will do, and you wish to do in my life. And maybe there's a, a little lightening of burden in my heart 
maybe just the beginning of a tear comes to my eye. And I think you can sense how we're going to rise from this kind of prayer, ready in mm-hmm. a whole new way for, for the day. Or it may be that that prayer catches my heart, and I repeat that a few times to the Lord, and then gently I sense that my heart has said what today it feels called to say to the Lord at this point. Then I simply continue with the imaginative activity. And now, as I watch and listen, I see Jesus stop. He's heard that prayer. And tell the crowd to call this man to him. Take heart, rise, he is calling you. And maybe now something is touched here in my heart, the sense that when I cry out in my blindness and darkness and confusion, and I have no idea, as Bartimaeus can't be sure, and then find out that Jesus really does hear that prayer. Take heart, rise, he is calling you. Something is touched in my heart, and I feel drawn to pray here. Here, too, I would stay as long as my heart feels inclined. And so on as we go through the prayer. It might be that moment when Jesus asks Bartimaeus, who now stands before him, what do you want me to do for you? And my heart begins to pour out all the many things of which I feel need before the Lord. In my own ways, Master, let me receive my sight. Help me to see in this decision I need to make in my life. Help me to know what to do, how to help my son or my daughter or a colleague at work. Master, let me receive my sight. And anywhere along any one of these points, to use Ignatius' word, where my heart is drawn, there I rest, as long as my heart is drawn. Wherever colloquies arise within the prayer, I give them all the time my heart desires without any hurry to go further. And so the prayer goes along, and now I'm aware that the 20 minutes that I have for this prayer today are coming to an end, and I gently lay aside the imaginative activity, and I let my heart now just speak to the Lord, perhaps in gratitude for the prayer, perhaps in supplication for some grace I desire, perhaps looking forward with the Lord to what lies ahead in the day and asking the Lord's help in various ways. But my prayer concludes in conversation, in speaking with the Lord. And as the time, it's the 20 minutes now comes to its conclusion, I gently end even the colloquy itself now with an Our Father. And in this way, I rise for the continuation of the activity of the day. It's really very simple. It's taken us some time to go through it because, well, it has, like all the the simplicity of St. Ignatius, it has great depth to it. And I think it's helpful for us to explore the various elements. But once we've seen them, then it's very simple. It's very usable. It's something that I think any one of us can use. And it it provides um, a very concrete way to do something that often our hearts desire and don't quite know how to do. And that is to pray with, with the scriptures, with the word of God. We'll return to Praying with Scripture with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, 
Father Maurizio's Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from Inside the Pages, can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness, you gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ your Son, a lively hope, and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the Church. Father, hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Praying with Scripture with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher, it really seems as though we've entered into relationship that at the beginning of our prayer, it's it's as though we're standing back, whether in meditation or contemplation, but then at that colloquy moment, there seems to be a, a bursting through and the dialogue begins, and then at the conclusion, relationship, there seems to be an ongoing, it's not like you flip off the switch. It's something, is it meant to last then throughout that that encounter, kind of linger throughout the rest of the day? Oh, I think very much so. I, I think even as we've gone through this example of praying with Bartimaeus, we can sense how that's going to change a person's day. I suppose if we go back to the comparison we've been using so often, the two friends who get together for Starbucks for Uh a half hour or an hour conversation, when they rise from that and go back to their activities, the day's different. There's Uh warmth. There's a sense of not being alone. There's an anticipation of 
future conversation and communion, just to know that there's a friend and I'm not alone is so strengthening on the human level. And it's time together and conversation which really feeds that. And that analogy works very much on the level of our relationship with God. That's why people like Mother Teresa would say everything starts with prayer, and and it's true. Prayer really makes the, the whole difference in our life of faith. Because if we regularly have that kind of conversation with the Lord, then the relationship is going to come alive, and it's just going to keep growing day after day after day in our lives. Now, as you've mentioned, even even within the time of prayer, you've described, I think, um, very, very well the movement that takes place. You've said before that sometimes people describe prayer as conversation with God, and it's a very um, good description. But in concrete terms, what happens is most often, sometimes we'll get to prayer and we'll have so much our hearts need to say that we'll just begin speaking. In a sense, we may enter into colloquy almost immediately or quickly in prayer. Many other times what will happen is that first we will listen to God speak to us. And that's really all that the reflection and imaginative activity of meditation and contemplation are. Mm-hmm. Whether through the one gate of entry or the other, we simply allow God to speak his word to us. And then at some point, yes, our hearts begin to respond. That's when colloquy happens. And then prayer has really become a two-way conversation. We have heard, our hearts have heard the Lord speak his word to us, and filled with its meaning, our hearts now speak in response to the Lord. Yes, it makes makes all the difference in the day. I, I can't tell you how many times I've met people who will say, that um, I know the difference when I pray or when I don't pray in the course of a day. It, it, it's, entirely, uh-huh. it's entirely different. And it's because that time of communion, of colloquy, of relationship, of hearing and then speaking is building the relationship. I think what we've just been speaking about is expressed in the characteristic simple language, but... Um, deeply rich language that St. John Vianney, the Curie of Ars, used with his parishioners. This is one of those catechetical instructions that he would give to his people in late morning. As the years went along and the crowds of pilgrims and the lines for confession grew so great, he no longer had time to prepare these catechetical talks, and he would just come out of the confessional, kneel in prayer for a short while before the altar, and then with the church would be packed with parishioners and pilgrims, would stand before them and just speak from his heart. And this is a recording of one of those catechetical instructions. Now, I'm only going to read just a couple of lines from it. He says, My little children, reflect on these words. The Christian's treasure is not on earth, but in heaven. Our thoughts then ought to be directed to where our treasure is. And then a beautiful thing. This is the glorious duty of men, to pray and to love. If you pray and love, this is where a man's happiness lies. It's a powerful thing to see that clearly, to pray and to love. This is the glorious duty of man, the happy call that God gives to each of us. These two things, to pray and to love. Sometimes when I read that line, 
I, I would so desire to, to have that truth imprinted always in my consciousness. These are the two things that really matter, to pray and to love. And I'll extrapolate a bit from what he's saying. To pray because prayer makes it possible for us to love, to love God and to love others. But if we put those two things at the center of our life, then our life is going to surely be lived in the way that God desires. And that's why everything we've talked about matters so much, because the church has a tradition which can help us to learn to pray. And then one more sentence. My little children, your hearts are small. And as soon as he says that, we all know how true that is. My little children, your hearts are small. How often we feel that our hearts are too small to love the way the Lord is calling us to love. A spouse, children, people that we serve in our various vocations. Our hearts are too small to be patient in the way that we're being called to be patient or to persevere or simply to love those whom God has placed in our life. My little children, your hearts are small, but prayer stretches them and makes them capable of loving God. And that sentence, too, is, is infinitely rich. Yes, our hearts are small, but there's a way to stretch our hearts. There's a way in which our hearts can become capable of loving God and in God loving others. And prayer is that way. Whatever we do to build daily prayer, into our lives is stretching our hearts and making them capable of loving God. And St. Ignatius is simply providing us a very concrete and useful way to do that. Beautiful, Father Gallagher. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. You've been listening to Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our mission. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Praying with Scripture, Christian Contemplation and Meditation in the Ignatian Tradition with Father Timothy Gallagher.